Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, I wanna talk to you about what to do when you're not getting applicants for your jobs. And for this conversation in particular, we're talking about you're no longer getting applicants for a job that we used to post in the past, you got lots of applicants for. So if you're brand new to posting this job, you've never hired for this particular job before, some of this information might hold true to your position and your experience, but the focus of today is going to be how the current job market is changing and impacting things that used to work in the past. So this is something that I've recently had multiple conversations about with family members that are hiring, people in my business groups that are trying to hire, and even past clients that are trying to hire right now. They are sometimes having a hard time even getting applicants for positions that they used to get lots of good quality applicants for. And the honest thing that I have to tell these people when we start this conversations is you are not alone. Things are tough right now. If you are hiring for a labor intensive hourly paying position, things are tough right now. However, it doesn't mean that all hope is lost. So I'm going to tell you some of the things that have been going on in those conversations and hopefully give you a little bit of insight of things you can do if you are in this bucket where you are having a hard time getting good applicants for a position that you used to have no trouble getting applicants for. To start off, things have changed a lot over this last year. And the reality is right now at this time, there are a lot of people that are still making good money from unemployment due to COVID. And there are some people where this money that they're getting from unemployment is 100% needed. They're in situations because of the people around them, the family members that they have to care for, including maybe elderly parents that can't get vaccines or children that there's still limited options in some place for uh, childcare, especially like around the clock childcare, like, you know, later hours in the day. In some situations, people really can't put themselves back in the workforce right now. And, and therefore, they, they are taking that money from unemployment and they really need it, that that money is helping people survive. Then there's other people that are enjoying the fact that they're making 
as good as money off of unemployment as they were when they were working and are deciding to ride that out as long as they can before returning to the workforce. I know we talk about people being lazy and everything, but look at all levels of our society. We have people from the poor to the rich that are not afraid of taking a handout and enjoying money that's given to them and not working hard for it. So the reality is that's the state that we're in right now. And eventually that money is going is going to stop and things are going to go back to normal there. But we have to deal with what's going on right now. Another thing that is going on right now is some things are just very different with our labor pool are because of limited travel due to COVID, because of more kind of restrictions at our borders. We have sometimes fewer people coming in that just sometimes need those maybe lower paying jobs, whether it is college students who are looking for money so they can pay off their college loans or people that are traveling in. And for example, where I am in St. Petersburg, Florida, there's sometimes people who travel in and just work for the season, whether it's traveling in from other states, other countries, other things like, you know, they're, they're legal to work here, but it's for a short and limited basis where sometimes like the restaurants in the area don't mind because they need that additional help for the season. You have college students that only need jobs when they're away at school while the semester's going, but then take breaks when they go back home. And COVID is changing and impacting all that, which means our labor market, our, some, in some places, the available people to work has changed just because the, the flow of people is different. So there's all these different things that are impacting the labor market right now. And it's just one of those things that we have to realize that things are different right now. In some ways, the differences are going to continue. In some ways, the differences are not going to continue. That things will go back to normal or like like people say, the new normal of somewhere between what we have now and what we had before. So that's the reality of what is going on. Big things that are making an impact on the labor pool. So what can you do about your position? Now, I know for this conversation, we I specifically mentioned hourly labor-intensive jobs. And the reason I want to focus on this is because these are positions you can't always make changes to. You can't turn it into a remote position. Sometimes you can't change the hours and make it more flexible. But if you're listening to this and you have a position where you can really change the position or make it more flexible or anything like that, then... That is something you want to do. You want to be able to cater to what the market needs or wants right now. But that's not the case. There's so many positions and the ones we're talking about today. You really can't make those changes. So here's here's what you should do. There's two ways to look at this. There's two different things. So first, I want you to take a good hard look at your job posting. The last year has taught people more and more and more about finding a company that fits them. It's no longer just about working and getting a paycheck. It's finding a company that fits their values, their beliefs, that they feel good about working for. 
And there's a lot of companies out there with their job posting. They focus so much around the tasks and responsibilities that you forget to really talk about who you are as a company. You forget to make that connection. And you sit there, and I've worked with clients recently where they're like, but this job posting in the past has always worked. Well, just because it's always worked doesn't mean it's going to continue working. So you need to make sure that you are clearly describing who you are as a company, who your idea candidate is for this position, and make that connection. So if someone is casually looking at jobs or they're looking at opportunities and there's opportunities with you and there's opportunities for another company because you're in an industry that is a lot of people are trying to hire for right now, you want to make that connection. You want people to read it and say, this is the company for me. This company is not only hiring me so I can do work for them and make that company money, but that they see that they will be valued, that there is that core connection. So one, that's the first thing. Just because your job posting worked in the past to get you candidates and get you hires doesn't mean it's hitting the mark and things are different in this job market. But then there's people out there who have this and are still struggling. So start there because that might be your solution. But if you have that and you're like, I really already do a good job for this and possibly have someone external read that job posting because when you know your company very well, when you know everything about your company, you're going to read things differently than someone from the outside. So if you have a friend or someone, have them read that job posting to see if there really is that you're doing a good job describing your company. But let's say you have all that. What else can you do? Because there are some industries that it's a little bit more difficult right now. Things are not as straightforward as you would like. So if that is you, here are some tips on how you can find talent. And they all fall around the stop waiting for talent to come to you and go find the talent yourself. So what does this mean? This means putting in a little work of finding out where else can you connect with the job seekers who want the job in your industry. Because yes, things might be hard right now. Things might be different right now. But there are still people looking for opportunities. There are still people who want jobs in your industry doing exactly what you're hiring for. You just need a way to cut through the noise and get in front of them. So some of the things to do here is if there's a certification program, if there's a school locally that is teaching people the skill sets that they need to do this position, contact those organizations. See if there's opportunity to get in front of their students. See if there's an opportunity to speak to their alumni. See if there's an opportunity to go out for your job posting to go out in their next newsletter. Some of these places have job boards and their job board may or may not be the right place for you to post, but there might be other opportunities because if you think about it, schools, certification programs, and things like that, what is one of the things they typically pride themselves on? What is one of the stats that they typically use in their marketing? The percentage of their students who get jobs in this particular field. 
So they want to help their students get jobs in this field. And in some of these opportunities for it be like, okay, this is a company that our students can go work for. They're going to jump on. They're going to help you get that opportunity in front of their students. So that way their success rate as a program goes up or at least stays the same and it doesn't drop uh, based on the market conditions. So find those opportunities, especially if you're in a position where you require or prefer people who have certain education or certifications or training. One of the other places to look is Facebook groups. There are so many niche-specific face groups out there. I can almost guarantee you there's one for your industry. And in many places, there's going to be ones specifically for people trying to find jobs in that industry or in that line of work. And if you can't find one that's specific for your industry where people are trying to find jobs, there's probably a, a group, a Facebook group, for your local area of people trying to find jobs. Go to those groups, join those groups, and post your opportunity. Go to those groups, and you can search in those groups to see who's looking for a job like this. And if there's people out there that are specifically asking for certain types of jobs, connect with those people in in that comment thread and let them know about the opportunity. And then the last place is really using your existing network. This includes your network of employees, past or current, ones that you have good relationships with, where you can connect with those people and say, hey, we're trying to find someone to hire. Who do you know? Referrals can be a great source of helping you connect with people who really want to work in that industry. Because What is one of those things that we're told? Okay, you want to work in this type of industry? Connect with somebody. Go ask them how they found their job. Go ask them what it's really like to work in this industry. Go and network. So if you think about it, if people are being told, go go talk to this person, find someone who's in that industry to find out their career path. What are they like? What are they not like? It means chances are your network of past or current employees have people in their network that have contacted with them of like, tell me about doing this. How did you get your first job? How did this? Which means they most likely know other people in the industry. Once again, if it's an industry where there's certifications or trainings or anything like that, where schooling is involved in order to be skilled, they most likely did not go through those classes alone. They most likely are connected with people in their network on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on every other social media platform of people they went to school with that were a part of their groups. Therefore, they might know people who are looking for new opportunities. Or even if they're not actively looking for opportunities, they might know people that they can connect with to say, hey, my employer is hiring, come work with us. So use your network. And then even outside of your employees, people in your network that are just supporters of your business, you never know who they know. So those are three things you can do to go proactively find talent. Go straight to the certification, training, 
uh, programs that exist, the schooling that exists to help people learn what they need to know to get a job in your industry. Go search Facebook groups. Find people who are looking for jobs. Find the groups that are helping people find their next job opportunity, whether it's in your local area or in your specific niche industry. And use your network. When you do these, it's going to help you increase your opportunity to find people to hire. The last tip I want to give you is becoming a little bit more or thinking outside the box with your position than you always have. And what I mean here is not necessarily changing up the job because we already talked about that at the beginning about how if you're hiring for these manual manual jobs, you can't always change things up when it comes to what are the responsibilities. You can't work remote, like all these things where what you're what you need is what you need when it comes to the output of the work and how that work is being performed. But there might be some other things you can do to get a little creative to attract or be able to hire talent. So is it a position where let's say before it was a full-time position. Do you need full-time or could you, for the time being, do to part-time team members, right? So maybe there's someone who's going to school who would like to work so that way they can pay for their tuition, but they can't do full-time. So doing two part-time team members gives you what you need and then give someone the opportunity to get a job. Then there's different things you can do about, you know, do you have, like, where do you have flexibility? What can you change up? You know, can you, can you, are you in a position where you can adjust the hours a little bit? Or, or something like that where you can then get creative? Or can you get a little bit more flexible on your requirements? Yes, everyone wants someone who has experience. However, if you can't find someone who has experience, can you train? Because what happens when everybody looks for people that have experience? They're all competing for the same market. They're all competing for the same workers. And then there comes the thing where, I can't hire anyone who has experience because they're all too fresh and too new. Well, people can't get experience if no one is willing to help them get that experience. So is it something where you can bring them in and have them help out? Is it something where you can bring them in and have them do a little bit more of a junior role. So if you have a larger team of people that are doing things, have them come in and help just take some of those smaller, like um, lesser skilled items off of your other team members' plates so they can get acquainted to the work. They can get used to it. Your team members can, your more skilled team members can then do the the bulk of that skilled work because this non-skilled work is being taken off their plate while that person gets the opportunity to be exposed to and learn more. So somewhere along the line, you have to be willing to train people if you want really skilled team members. You can't always depend on the outside world to train your workforce. And that might be exactly what you need to do. 
instead of only looking for the people that have years and years of experience, be willing and open to train. I know you might be sitting there and say, I don't have time to train right now. But think about it this way. If you have a job that's been open for a few weeks, that's a few weeks that have gone by without someone in that position. If you're going to continue insisting that someone comes in highly experienced, that's a few more weeks. That might be a few more months until you have someone in that position. That means right now you're most likely doing the work or someone in your company is doing the work of that opening. And if that's the case, getting someone in that you can train, yes, takes time. But is it really more time than you're continuing to ask of yourself and ask of your team members as you go weeks and months with this position being open? So with all this, it might not be perfect, but sometimes you have to be willing to make exceptions or make changes in order to get the long-term talent that your business needs. So be willing to train and give someone a chance to get help get the support that you need. And one of the things I know people will be sitting there thinking, it's like, well, what if I hire someone and they're not capable of learning? And that's always something that with the right process, you can help determine. With the right interview questions, you can help identify, do they have the ability to learn? Because when someone has the, when you, because when you prove that someone has the ability to learn, then that doesn't really have to be an issue. Then it's all about teaching. It's all about training. And then it also means that you're not bringing in someone who has bad habits because someone trained them differently than you would like them to do the work. Okay. So if you're struggling finding team members for your open positions that you used to have, no trouble filling. Know that you are not alone. Know that things are tough right now, but there are things that you can do and things will change and things will get better. But right now you might need to change up things in your hiring habits in order to get the talent that you need today. All right, so that wraps up this episode of the Growing Your Team podcast. I wish you luck with your hiring you will find the talent that you need to support your clients, support your business, and keep growing. Trust me, the right talent is out there. Just sometimes you need to get a little bit creative and change your processes, even when they worked in the past, in order to find your perfect team members today. And that wraps up this episode of the Growing Your Team podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? If so, and you have not done so yet, please subscribe to the Growing Your Team podcast so you can stay up to date on all the latest episodes and hear all the greatest tips from our guest experts on how you can grow your team so you can scale your business. And if you haven't done so yet, please consider leaving us a review. I would love to hear what you think of the podcast and your review will help other people decide if this is the right podcast for them. So once again, thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, 
Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.